Hi, you're listening to an Adventures in Middle-earth actual play using Fantasy Grounds. You can find session summaries, items and characters on Obsidian Portal, where our campaign is called In the Shadow of the Mountains. Last episode, the party were accused of stealing, imprisoned, then fought a fear-instilling warg. Now they have left the village and intend to make for Dale. All right. Um, so you set off and make some good progress over the next few days. You depart from the dwarves. Um, I was going to say, have we still got Snowy, Nori, and Bori with us? But no. No, they 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 just appeared with profound thanks, and um, you've definitely made some allies there. There didn't fully drop the minute and worked very hard to give them a. Um, best shot with the with the villagers and they're very really pleased with you and as you're traveling over the next few days gradually the scenery is getting slightly darker you're getting closer to the woods and uh, one day down the elf path you come across what can only really be described as like an old villa of some description and you spend the better part of an hour or two just looking around it it's uh Almost certainly of Dunedain make, as it realises. You think it was probably a manor house, but little remains of it now. The stone foundations of a single house remain, and a long line of stones that probably once marked a property boundary were there as well. Much of the building's fallen down, but the rest seems to be pretty sturdy. So you kind of make a mental note that, and it was not on the path, it was a little bit into the woods. You didn't go dive too far into them, but probably 50 to 100 yards into the forest, um, you caught a sign of some uh, a tumble wall. And as it was towards the end of the day, you thought, well, actually, this might make a, a decent Good place, place to, camp, to camp, but it's kind of up to you. Can we see the path from, from here? Yeah, um, I, I mean, you, you, it's up a short rise. It was obvious this path may well have been here for a long, long time before the Mirkwood was Mirkwood, I it was still the Greenwood, so it was probably a nice a nice view over the over the road at that time. Should we camp here, chaps? Yes, have... I'd rather have walls around us than, than forest. Yes. <clears throat> we can dream that we're in a villa. Okay. You bed down, light a, a small meagre fire, um, which is nice actually to have it. Um, you find a couple of walls that are, that are still standing um, near the chimney breast and uh, which is the corner of one of the rooms, and um, actually it's a warmer, warmer fire than you've had just camping out in the wilderness, um, and it raises your heart a little bit. You uh, bed down, get to sleep. In the middle of the night, you wake though, and there is a. You can hear a scurrying and like sounds of gnawing and nibbling going on. Um, Squirrels, bats, moaning. Give me a uh, perception check. No, sorry. Uh, what's over the best? Perception or survival? Oh, that's fine. You fortunately wake up early enough uh, to really uh, protect your both your packs with your rations, in, but more importantly, your rations. But there are probably two dozen field mice, by the looks of things, swarming over the uh, over and around all of your rations that you've left in the corner. You might you wake everyone up, and basically tie these things up um, from broken branches from that point on and save your food. Um, so you wake up in the morning feeling uh, a bit frustrated. None of them bit you, but fortunately all your rations are good and you carry on. Um, a few days, a few days along the path. So by now um, I can open the map for you, kind of show you roughly where you are. 
you would estimate you've been on the uh, the elf path for probably five, six days now. Um, it's quite slow going. Bits of it are quite overgrown, but it is, fortunately is easy to follow. And you were feeling more and more reassured that you're that you made the right choice. Um, However, up ahead, uh, this is a few days later on a track, you spot a large chasm cutting across the path. A faint trickle of water can be heard as you approach it, and remnants of an old bridge can be seen on the far side. Although most of it looks like it's long since collapsed into the gorge. Uh, crude tree trunks, maybe 40 feet long, have been lashed together across the narrowest point just off the path. Um, what do you want to do? Uh, it doesn't look that safe, and it's definitely not, you've definitely not encountered anything like this before so there's a gorgy chasm with crude tree trunks across it just off the path a little bit but it doesn't look that safe yeah yeah modern's gonna have a good look listen around see is there like the sound of wildlife that kind of thing it's so give me a perception in the tower it's very quiet uh, other than you don't have any more uh don't have any more sheep i'll stop that so basically uh it's background bird, bird noise not as many birds as there was outside of mirkwood um but it's to, nothing untoward you don't it's not particularly silent not particularly um oh, damn it. can we have us or move towards one of the tree trunks and just see just how give it a bit of a wobble and a push and a roll without trying too hard, just to see how safe and secure it feels. Give me an investigation check in the tower. Yeah, they roll a bit. The tree trunks themselves look old, but fairly sturdy. But maybe they not as secure in terms of fastened in place. Yeah, they, they're not like lashed down or anything. So that would probably need doing. Okay, well, I'll share this with everyone else. So I think this tree trunk I've looked at is sturdy, but it's not particularly secure at the moment. So we probably ought, if we wanted to use the tree trunks to get across, definitely ought to fasten them in place or secure them in place somehow. So they don't roll and potentially pitch you off into the chasm. I know, okay. problem. That's easy enough. We'll get some uh, wedges, shove them in, splice yeah. either side. Yeah. Can only do this Stakes side right and... enough. Yeah. Maybe send the lightest, smallest person across. If that, if we even want to cross here and we're using these trees. All right, um, that sounds like a reasonable plan. Um, you you spend an hour or two lashing these together. You get it sturdy, um, and you actually all, all get safely across. Um, it was uh, not actually rotten. It was just unsteady, uh, unsteady, and you resolved that. So. Um, cool. You are feeling pretty good with yourself now, and not more than a few days later, you cross over a, a stream um, on the on the elf path and get up to a much larger river that can only only be the Forest River, and you can you can see this in the distance. Um, you're getting up there relatively close, and uh, though as you get close to it, up ahead you can see. Looks like a group of travellers coming your way. And is it just on the out outskirts, probably even beyond the borders of Mirkwood, um, so out in, in the uh, in the area. So they looks like they're struggling with a small cart, which has thrown a wheel. Um, but they're still about a quarter of a mile off at the moment. 
Do they have a pony? <laughs> they have a pony and a small cart, yeah. There's a pony cart. <laughs> yeah. So a small group of travellers. Is that four people, ten people, six people, two people? Or can't we t- not tell yet? Can't really tell. Uh, they're all trying to look like they're trying to assist. Yeah. It looks like they haven't made much progress, but it's probably five or six, that kind of number. Presume we just head towards them and either see if we can help or see what the story is. Yeah, I mean, is there anybody who's not helping who seems to be just watching? Or is it too far away again? Um, yeah, there's, there's someone doesn't appear to be probably more the fact that they're a bit old rather than not being helpful or a leader of any sort. Okay. Management. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> 20 minutes later, you kind of come up to them. They're looking a bit apprehensive and they've all stopped work as you kind of come up, but... They appear to be, well, the humans, they appear to be, and Sigma, you could probably tell this, that you think they look by their dress to be from Dale. And you can see that their cart uh, is, so it's only a one-axle cart. Um, it's got a tarpaulin over some boxes by the looks of things, looking at the sharp edges in the back as you come up. But it's uh, one of the wheels on the, on, the, on the road, carts like fallen over at an angle, and they're all kind of messing around trying to get it back together right there what about you uh who are you are you here as friends or should we be worried uh <laughs> you'd be dead if we weren't friends you wouldn't be coming up this easy you haven't seen us come no we're friends no, we're, we're friends Son of... we're friends is there any way we can help you people folks well yeah, we've got our well our, uh, Bloody axles bust, I think, or I don't know. Something's happened. Wheels come off, and we can't move it. We can't get it back on. Any help would would be welcome for that. Okay. Um, Is that pure muscle? Is that just taking a corner of the cart and helping lift the thing up? Yeah, we'll come up with a plan of some description. Do they seem legit? Yeah. Yeah. Is any of them wearing any armor of any sort? No, they look like traders or merchants. Um, no guards. They look like you would probably guess the old man and the uh, the. There's an old man and an old woman. And there's a younger man that looks actually the spitting image of the old man. So you'd probably guess it's a family business of some sort. I will help you. Um, where's your, where are you heading? Oh, we're going back to Dale. Where's your uh, where's your escort? Where's your guards? It's very. It can't be dangerous around here. Uh, no, we just go up to the uh, Thrandwills Hall, so we trade with them, and um, very safe this part of the wood. <clears throat> You'd so knowingly what? go to the elves? We've been trading with them for years. Oh, Jesus. I mean, oh, 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 arrow. <laughs> <laughs> so what's the trouble with the car? Has the, has the wheel come off the axle, or is the axle broken, or...? So, hang on a minute, Sigma, just give me a insight check in the tower. Can we avoid the tower unless it's absolutely necessary? Right? Okay, to... give me an insight check, but that's fine. Ha! Can't, 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 can't remember. Can't remember whether... Neil, you are on fire. I mean, all the dice are on fire. <laughs> you, are you, you rolling D6, Neil? <laughs> you do... You... So, um, Sigma... Believe the old man's recognised him, but you can't place him, Big Ma. Okay. 
So my question so, was, has the wheel come off the axle or is the axle broken or is something else? Looks like the wheel, it's, it's a bit embedded in the muck, but it looks like the wheel's just come off the axle. The axle still looks okay. So, <laughs> so <laughs> does anyone in their group prepare to be leading their activities at all and seem to know what they're talking about in terms of, right, you do this, you do this, or are they all scratching their asses in their heads in turn? Well, the, the problem they've got, it looks like basically uh, the, and there's, there's actually only four of them. There's like mm -hmm. a, a youngish, like teenage boy looks about 13, a middle a middling man of probably late 20s, early 30s, and then an old, the old older man, older woman. And the problem they've got is that they don't have enough strength to lift the thing up and get the wheel on, if that makes sense. Yeah. So they probably need two people to lift the wagon and one person yeah, yeah. to... Yeah, the only question is going to be, yeah, but they haven't know, actually taken any of the very heavy load out of the wagon, yeah, yet, so, or anything like so that. So I would suggest we unload the wagon first, and then we lift the wagon up, put the wheel back on, and then load the wagon back up, and they can be safely on their way. Okay, yeah, I you, don't have to do can... that. Let me show you some dwarven strength. He says before he <laughs> fails horribly here. Good luck before he falls flat in the mud. <laughs> You don't quite get it off the ground. Shall we take some of the smaller boxes out the back, Marion? I've nearly got it. Don't no, worry, nearly, nearly got it. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll start unloading the wagon and sort of look to someone like the the son to help me—not the young thirteen-year-old, but the you know the, the adult son to try and help, maybe help me unload gently unload the boxes respectfully okay. onto the floor to one side. So the as you start unloading the boxes. Um, you can all see that the old man mm -hmm. is keeping a very close close yeah. eye on what happens with them, and he's whispering to the old woman, who's now keeping a very close eye. He ke and the old woman keeps glancing over at Sigma. <laughs> We're not going to rob you. We're helping you. Bilbo Baggins. Okay. I am so not. 20 minutes later, you got it unloaded. Yeah. Uh, give me, so you can help if you want, uh, either Sigma or Hathus, which would give <laughs> Monin an advantage on that. Okay. Project. How do we do that then? Just say, I want to help. <laughs> I'll help. Oh. I'll happily help the Monin. Okay. So, Monin, give me a roll with advantage this time. Oh, oh easily. You nail it. Um, so, you put your back into it. You get a, a long lever as well. You get it level up, and um, Sigma rolls the wheel up, lifts it up, and gets it onto the axle with a bit of pushing. Um, looks like it's just a wedge that's come out at the yeah. end of the the end of the, uh, the collar, and it's a fairly simple fix. So after another 15, 20 minutes, you get the whole thing fixed, and then help them reload. Um, I think I'm, I've, I've got like an amazing skill at wagon repair or something like that. Woodwright, broken wagons, axe shafts, and great bows won't hinder you. Right. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll which case, yeah. So Sigma um, has done quite a lot of this sort of stuff before. He's worked in a wheelwrights, and uh, he, the skill he shows with a bit of axle grease and a bit of other stuff to get this uh, cart going looks like it's changed the old man's opinion of you a little bit, Sigma. And he um, nods and actually gradually puts his hand out and shakes it and says. Thank you all. Um, much, much obliged. Um, we'll be getting on our way now. Let's load the cart back up first. <laughs> yeah, you've done all that. Uh, so yeah, you, yeah. you, uh, you loaded up. They then appeared to be 
wanting to travel with you, but they do appear to want to stay quite close to you when you're traveling. So, um, and you you head back off. And uh, before before we go, a, can I ask? So, uh, uh, lovely pony you got here. Where did where did you get it from? Some for sale in Dale. Um, been in the family for a couple of years. This one, it's been a good one. Can you recommend anybody in Dale? Yeah, try. And there's a bit of a whisper. No, 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 too expensive. And then comes back to you and says, um, Starren. Yeah, Starren's place. Uh, just off the market. Market Square in Dale. Hey, thank you. He has, he has good horses. Okay. And not two or three days later, you crest a rise and start heading down into a broad valley with a river going down it. Um, to the south, you've, you uh, saw Esgroth, um a day ago, uh, but you're now heading up the river and you finally uh, come up on Dale and your journey um, is very near, uh, near an end. Um, anything you want to do before you get into town? don't think so. We're here legitimately just to answer the call and help take part in the rebuilding of Dale, isn't it? So I yeah, think... you, 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 you are probably at least a month late, is it? Yeah, I'm late. late. So... Yeah, you are. Uh, sorry, let me just... <clears throat> So as you as you get up towards town, it's about eight in the morning on the third uh, of uh, sorry twenty seventh of um, Thrimridge, which is kind of late spring, early summer, um, and it's about a month before the festival, um, and it's around eight a.m. And, and you you um, start coming into town, and there's normal sounds of um, hustle and bustle going around on and around town so that your last experience of this um a few days ago oh, sorry a few years ago sigma and you've been here before was this place was a ruin but it looks like joint efforts of men dwarves woodwrights it's coming back to life i mean there are still seriously damaged buildings around um scorched buildings blackened buildings but a lot of it is very recently rebuilt you're obviously used to Esgaroth a lot, Sigmar, but compared to Esgaroth, it's which is a wooden town. Dale is a stone city uh, traversed by water. It's filled with amazing sculptures, beautiful fountains, pools, d- deep waterways, even ferrying passengers and goods about around. Um, and all of the roads are paved uh, of various colours, including the, the repaired there. And there's a really good vibe to it as you kind of walk into town. Um, lots of shouts and people trading, uh, still lots of smithing going on. You can hear the sounds of smithing going on, people banging, clattering with uh, implements to build, all of that kind of stuff, as well as trading going on as well. And it genuinely feels like you're in an enormous place. Um, uh, Let me just show you what Dale looks like a little bit. Um, I'll just share this map with you. So after a day of getting your bearings, um, you discover the, the town, um, I can describe any of those numbered areas, but it is based around, it's walled, a river going around the outskirts, and there's a lot of 
waterways as well as roadways uh, driving us through it. Um, it looks the most defend defended place by a long way in your entire journey, and it dwarfs any defences you've seen back at uh, where you used to, with the exception of Erebor. What was, sorry, object, what was that? Neil? Object your dwarf racism. <laughs> Um, okay, um, you are around in and around the square. What? Um, so you basically head straight for the square when you come in. This is what you learn in a couple of hours uh, of roughly the layout of the town. Um, it's pretty big. It's there's a lot going on here. Uh, is there anything you particularly would like to do before you maybe find a tavern or something like that to, to rest in? Checking with my friends and my family, see how they are. Yeah, so um, Sigmar disappears uh, for a few hours. Result, you kind of agree to meet maybe in the evening, um, uh, and you head back to your uh, to your family's house. Presumably, Molin's been at Dale a few times. Yeah, he knows it. Um, and would he know a good you, drinking, you, you... eating establishment? Yeah. So the one that's the most popular. There's a, there's a couple in there. Um, but the one that's most popular and probably the best for uh, for you you sort of folk would be building ten, which is called the Missing, Missing Scale. Yep, it's on the southern side of the Market Square. It's an impressive large oak and stone inn. Um, the shingle at the front features a gold red pattern of dragon scales, with one in the centre conspicuously black, and the scale is one of the busiest inns in the city. Um, and it's got handbills plastered outside saying rooms fit for a king uh peerless wine um etc etc there's a large buzz coming out of it even at uh kind of late morning by the time you're there um and it looks looks like a very very popular place yeah so if so, we can arrange to meet back at this this place uh later on oh yeah and before sigma yeah. uh is it sigma who, who, who lives here yeah uh yeah all right so he'll uh go at Sigmar. Uh, I enjoy traveling mm -hmm. with you, and he'll extend his hand out. I'd like this to keep this arrangement going, if you, if you don't mind. That'll be a pleasure. So I'll meet you later on. I was on. going to catch up with my family. Sorry? So I'll meet you later on. Yep. Where will you be? Uh, the Missing Scale. You've probably heard of it. Oh, yes. Good watering hole. Right, catch you there this evening. Take care, brother. Au revoir. It's, I mean, else. this dwarfs any of the inns that you guys have seen before. It's massive, uh, proper city inn. I um, mean, Sigma, you're used to growing up in the city, but rural types like um, Hathus and uh, Amalfreda have no concept of this. Moan Inn, yeah. most of the inns you, <clears throat> most of the times you're in dwarven inns, you're so completely hammered by that one that doesn't really matter how big or small they are, and it's the whole place of wash with beer. So. <laughs> um, okay. Um, so uh, in the evening you will meet up again. Um, you, John, so sorry, just quickly. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, when I'm meeting up with my friends and family, I'm just seeing what the word on the street is. You know, what's the mood of the town? Anything interesting going on? Yeah. Oh, it's a massive buzz, and uh, you pick this up immediately. It's, it's a different vibe than when you left about uh, probably about nine, ten months ago. Um, then building work was not that well progressed. They thought it was a pipe dream having a festival about the five armies battle. Dale would never be ready, but they're very, very excited about it. And y you know that there's a big buzz going on. There's 
everyone in the city is getting ready for the festival and it'll be the first real pressure pressure valve release probably for five years in the place and so yeah it's a, it's a very very positive vibe going on do we know anything about this festival nothing at all really uh, other than he's inviting strong souls from all over wilderland to come and uh, come and meet and find out what's going on here okay Uh, Monan's gonna try and establish relationships with this uh, Starren pony trader and see what he's got, what he charges, if he has to wait for a, a pony and that kind of thing. Okay, um, so give me a persuasion roll uh, in the open, and then we'll roleplay it out. Oh, I rolled it, and thank God it didn't actually show because it was a seven. <laughs> you missed the challenge. Okay. Uh, yeah, he's got three or four ponies for sale. Um, most of them look like um, horses for pulling barges and that kind of stuff. They're like a shire horse size, which is not what you're looking for. But he does have a few ponies for sale. Um, and he basically says, are you, are you interested in Master Dwarf? I am. I want one, but it depends on the price. Like, well, there's a, this one's the youngest. That's thirty silver. But this one's, if you don't have that, running a bit older in the tooth. Still got some years of useful service in them. But you, I can let that one go for twenty-five. Uh, what do you fancy? I think I think I might go for that. Uh, I'll have to check with my friends here, but I. That's not too bad. I mean, it's, it's, if it's got a couple of years. Now, if you're cheating me, now that could be a problem for you. But if we're, if you're a good, honest businessman, then I, 25 is not too bad. Not cheating, cheating you, Master Dwarf. I deal a lot with Aerofolk up at Aerobor. They take a lot of my ponies. Um, good for the uh, smaller, I've never been up there myself, but the smaller caverns, I believe, up there. And the ours are good on unstable ground. You won't have any complaints. Check his teeth, look. And he, like, lifts the side of the older horse's mouth up and you have no idea what a good set of teeth in a horse <laughs> looks like, but apparently they're a good set. So. <laughs> I take it, Robert. Okay, so uh, I'll, I'll maybe come back to you tomorrow. All right. Um, but, yeah, there are horses. Uh, good good negotiation on behalf of the uh, dwarven kind. Uh, okay, um, you meet up in the evening and uh, you're back in the... Um, you're back in the tavern and it is lively um it's a very <coughs> friendly place it's uh buzzing with people lots and lots and lots of drinking going on the the atmosphere in here sounds amazing um, and it's the most fun you guys have there, there is all sorts of racing cultures even the odd couple of elves in there apart from hobbits you haven't seen but a lot of men from around the region um even a few dwarves um and you kind of fit in you, f you feel like you don't have to be looking over your shoulder you're warm and dry for the first time in a long time and you feel very happy with that um presumably we've been traveling for quite a while yeah i mean months and months so uh, so yeah he's got to secure away his uh gear uh probably as he stayed in dale before if he has to be there he'll try and secure a room wherever that is okay um just check on your room prices. Unless, of course, he meets up with Sigmar, and Sigmar's got family. He could put us up for free. 
Well, so you meet, really so you meet, meet with Sigmar, um, so Sigmar comes back. Um, the inn is that expensive, it's a handful of coppers for the evening. Um, you probably work out at about uh, a silver piece for including meals and drinks for the um, per person if you wanted to stay here. Um, I'll leave it up to you. I'll have a chat about it. Actually, John, I don't know what my, my living... I mean, I don't really have family here, but that's what my living arrangements are. Have I got a place? I think you're frugal as a background. Let me just check. Uh, which means you don't definitely don't have a place. I take it back, you're prosperous. Yeah, your father owns a... So his... Um, he's a craftsman, so... Above he's a shoemaker. His, he's a shoemaker, so yeah. He, he lives above the shop and you've basically got a bed there. Uh, you don't own something yourself, but you, you do have a room in a, in a, a house of your dad's. Right. Um, I, I, friends, I, I have some humble tasks to accommodation if you don't mind not having much room stay there for free uh sigmar sham we've uh we've been sleeping with our arses on the floor for nearly a month two months so anything's better than that so neil you, yeah you live near um in this quarter here it's the merchant's quarter in uh mm -hmm. uh in dale um I'll just describe that a little bit. So at one end of Merchant's Way through the open doors of the Trader's Gate lies the fastest growing neighborhood of the city where deals are struck and fortunes are made every moment of the day and sometimes even late into the night. That's buzzing. I mean, that was where you first came into the town and the, I mean, you, it's like a souk equivalent, but in Middle Earth, it was very, very vibrant. Um, everyone from farmers, merchants, selling all sorts of stuff, peddler wares in that, in that area. And that's that region or that area of this town is where your father's shoe shop is. Um, and you can see there were even in that area, dwarves working forges. Um, so very, very vibrant part of the town. And that's where your, uh, your father lives well this inn is very nice but it's it's more than i can afford with my meager meager savings so i would happily take up sigma's offer of a of a floor to sleep on i'd be a bit packed it's basically it's, it's mainly my father lives there occasionally i, I stay there as well yeah and it's gonna be an extra how many of us i'm used there? to living Four. in long houses I'm, I'm, I'm used to cozy yeah i mean <laughs> The, the kind of houses that like manor houses that would have separate bedrooms and stuff are, are for the very well off. You're, I yeah. mean, Monin, you you would be used to that. Your family is very wealthy, so you would have had separate, nice nice airy, underground uh, sleeping quarters um, with a nice bit of solid stone around you. But the rest wouldn't be useless at all. So, no. um, all right, I mean, you spend a, few, a couple of days. You can, if you want, basically restock with anything at list prices in if you want to, like arrows and stuff like that. Uh, I know you don't have a lot of money, um, so it's not going to be that much you'll be able to get. Um, and Monin informs you all that you've found a pony if you're interested in picking one of those up. And you don't need to buy it now because you're basically around town and you can leave all your goods in Sigmar's house or Sigmar's father's house. But um, you're able to secure a, a pony for 25 silver if you're interested. Now, I know you... Don't have as much money as I do, but 
as soon as I buy this pony, I think I'll have as much money as you. <laughs> so my thinking is, we need to earn a bit of coin here, if you're still up for it. Yep. Mm. Now, Brother Hathus, I yeah, know okay. you probably like a place like this, but, you know, I was wrong about you, as I said before, and I think you'd be a very good addition. Well, thank you very much. I've enjoyed travelling with you guys as well. I think we make a good, very good team. Oh, that's what I'm thinking. That, what, that war was no was no pushover. I know I said what I said, but that was a fight. Amalfrida like shivers a little bit at the memory, and um, she's in awe of this place. She hasn't really said a lot since she's mm. come to town. She's just looking at everything <laughs> like like a kid walking around New York City. So what I'm saying is, is maybe we have a little look around, see if we can find anything for for people of our uh, our skill sets. Gainful employment of the more interesting kind. And then I don't mind buying us a, a pony, so if we're going to be out and about, at least uh, we'll have somewhere to put our more rations on. Good thinking. So, John, just okay. to be clear, the thing that we were heading here for is no longer available, is that right? No, it's a festival. It hasn't happened yet. The Festival of the Five Armies and the big pronouncement from King Bard over the things you were heading here for. Um, and that, that festival is going to be happening in basically a couple of weeks' time. Uh, the whole I, I, thought it was, I thought he was hiring people or something. Yeah, no, he I was. Uh, but he's going to make that announcement at the festival. Right, okay. Um, uh, so, yeah, it, it's obviously... There's lots of stuff getting ready. He's flat out as the king. Doing organising <laughs> and directing people to do stuff. You wouldn't be able to get an audience with him now. Um, Okay, so, uh, Chris, uh, did I hear that Hathis is going to be trying to find some gainful employment for you all? Uh, Sigmar would also be extremely helpful at that, but probably different types of gainful employment. Yeah, my, my um, friends tend to be very dodgy. <laughs> yeah, Hathis is happy to try and find out. He's probably not at his probably not at his best, but he can happily try and find gainful employment for us. He doesn't quite know how to market us <laughs> or what he's looking for. And so so what, what you'll find is... Based, well yeah, there's plenty of demand for fruit picking uh, rather than <laughs> plenty of demand for labourers um, with <clears> lots <throat> of the building and stuff going on. Actually, there's plenty of demand for all manner of stuff. So, um, anyone who wants to work uh, for the time coming up to the festival can do. Um, and what I, all I want to want you to do is basically find a skill that you think you could be employed through. So, Sigma, for example, as a wheelwright or whatever, and <coughs> A lot of school check um, to and the, basically the higher it is, the more you'll be able to earn over that period of time coming up to the festival. Well, Just keep it really simple. Well, bearing in mind, I can heal. That would be, that <laughs> would be quite helpful. Either a doctor's or a hospital or somewhere that would take a healer with herbalism skill. Yeah, let me find if there Yeah, and Mona will be uh, do the smithing. No worries. Um, it would write technically. Yeah, there are there are no. There's not like a, a formal like hospital type place, mm. but you. There's a fascinating place you do get to, which is called uh, Snapfire Alley. You know yep. about this, Sigma. Um, 
I'll just share that with you. Number 21. The map. Yeah, so Ding. just outside there, you do discover that there is a, basically a herbalist who people okay. go to for remedies and absolutely delighted to have you on board. Uh, yeah. Now, uh, so if you give me a, do you have a heal? Yeah. Whatever I've got a herbalism skills. kit skill. It's medicine. Um, okay. The same bonus anyway. So do you, do you want me to roll on that, John? Yeah, roll, roll in the open. Uh, yep. The higher, the better. 23. Oh, wow. Okay. So... <laughs> I own Dale. <laughs> you, um, you clear per week, and you can do this in two weeks, uh, two silver, three copper, in addition to your... So that's actual profit, in addition mm -hmm. to your living expenses and stuff over that period of time. Brilliant. So that's four, four and six. Monin, are you getting some gainful employment? Yeah, so I'll so do uh, smithing for that, and I think so. Amber Freed looks her best one would be maybe acrobatic, so maybe she's a bit street performing. Yeah, so she can like do some busking type stuff with with some with a bard or something out there, and do some juggling or something. So, um, give me a skill check in the open with first off for Monin uh, for smithing. You don't do as well as uh, Hathis did. There's uh, obviously a lot of the supply of in the smithing business, a lot of dwarves around. You do get like a a job well below your skill set, uh, basically bellows operating and horseshoeing type stuff, and do manage to earn some. So you pick up uh, one silver and two copper per week. So that's two and two in total. And that, that's profit. That's in addition to your expenses. Okay. And then I will try them off. Um, yep. Uh, similar, similar result. Um, it's a much less skilled task, so half that. She picks up 12, uh, 12 yeah, so it's one silver for the two weeks profit. Okay, got that. And we'll just wait. Sinmar's going to probably do something uh, with his skills as well. Your wood woodworking would be one. Yeah, that's not actually a skill on my skill list, if you know what I mean. It just Yeah, you could still so whatever your I guess it would be Dex, something along those lines, uh, or wisdom or something. Um, and you'd have proficiency in it, so you could just make a Dex check and add two to your level. Okay, that. so that would be Oh for God's sake. <laughs> this is well. <wild. laughs> Wow. Oh my god, I've never seen a roll of a run of dice like that. That's unbelievable. <laughs> uh, I'm really you, somebody's wagon. <laughs> you, you, you hit your own thumb the first day and then like give some bandages for the rest of the week. Um, you uh, manage to earn a fairly paltry over the two weeks you're working. So this is not overall earnings, this is a profit of an entire uh, 12 copper pieces. It's double that for the two weeks. Um, <laughs> You don't you know, don't take a lot lot away. But as yeah. as you were getting so closer, 12, 12, twenty-four copper pieces. That's two twelve silver. copper in total. That's twelve, 12 copper in total. Double six in copper basically okay. for the two weeks. Um, and as the two, close the music and sound off. As the two weeks begin to end uh, and the day for the festival is getting closer and closer, um, 
even you guys are getting really excited, the jaundiced old travellers that you are. And finally, the big day is upon you. And the, it looks like the entire town is out early congregating in the market square. Um, let me just share that with you. It's fairly obvious where the market square is. Um, you are there fairly early. Um, and around mid-afternoon, probably three or four o'clock, uh, and it's actually a nice warm day. Um, first time you've seen King Bard, but King Bard, uh, this is what King Bard looks like, but he's not pouring over a map in front of a suit of armor. So the youngish man, um, he's very earnest looking, doesn't smile a lot. Um, much younger than his advisors, some male and female advisors around him. Um, but he basically comes up onto a large uh, constructed uh, structure in, in the square in front of so the royal palaces so he comes out of the royal palace and there's a big structure and looks like the large majority of the city is there hawkers all quietened down it's very obvious he's about to speak um and he does so welcome one and all to dale and then he looks around the whole crowd and smiles to himself faintly you see uh, i see many of the audience who have the bearing of seasoned travelers and many from distant lands. Welcome men and women of Wilderland. Welcome dwarves of Erebor and the Iron Hills. Welcome our friends from the Woodland Realm and welcome good folk of the Shire. And there are a few hobbits that you've seen since you've been here. <coughs> you would have seen much progress has been made in rebuilding Dale since the death of Smaug. And I know that similar rebuilding is beginning across all of Wilderland and Eriador. And there's a few dwarves um, cheering that as they're obviously earning quite a lot of money from Dale doing some building and lots of knobs going around. Um, before I pronounce this first festival of the five, five armies well and truly open, so you can go and enjoy the entertainment and offer in our great city, I and the Council of Dale have a request. Those of you of stout heart and adventurous spirit, come and speak with me during your stay, for we have need of you to strengthen the resolve of free folk everywhere and root out the last vestiges of the enemy wherever they may have slithered. And at that, there is some um, silence kind of falls over the crowd. Um, there's still memories, and obviously a lot of people have lost loved ones in the battle. Now, go and enjoy yourselves and buy a drink for any veterans of the battle you come across. Your, their heroism is why we are able to enjoy this festival today. And people cheer at that, and they're very cheered by that. Uh, it's clearly got some real charisma, this bard fella. And um, you see a lot of veterans... Um, nodding nodding towards him much much older many of them than he is um and there's a lot of back slapping and uh and those kind of things as people depart there's an enormous amount of activity going on now i mean it's huge amounts you, uh, of stuff you could get involved with if you wanted to um and from what you hear have heard this the festival is likely to be on for a, for a week there's drinking eating games of skill games of chance and pretty much everything in between if you want to participate in any of that but you don't have to. I'm not enforcing it. No, I'm always quite keen to uh, avail of this because it probably doesn't happen very often. This kind of festival. So um, you you spend some days. Um, you meet some folk you've met, and you've all you all make some good friends in Dale. The whole atmosphere in the town seems really really good. Um, you are able to. Uh, if you want to try your hand at some games of skill, we can do that, like wrestling, moaning, or something like those lines, or games of chance, Sigmar, if you want to do that, um, with some small side wages. Happy to, to run something like that if you want. Um, completely up to you. 
Yeah, I don't mind doing that because it was, it was one of the highlights of the last session. Was, uh, uh, Hathas won the smoking competition. Absolutely. So, um, no, no problem. In um, you find out that the so you knew you know this place, Sigma. In fact, you've you did some of your nefarious work with some of the pe people from this area. But Broken Stone, which is a small sort of nest of alleys on the east of the town. Uh, you know, and you found out this moment that, that that's actually where, should we say, some of the illicit, like equivalent to bare knuckle boxing goes on. Um, so if you want to earn some real coin there, and some of these bets are going on in the in the five, ten silver piece range for some of these fighters, um, you could get bloodied. There's looks like there's no weapons, but it's a it's some real skill, and there's some pretty hard men down there fighting. If that's of interest to you. Um, Looks like it probably, it's authorities in the city are turning a blind eye to it now. You're seeing some fairly well-dressed people here, um, as well as uh, some some guards <laughs> that you've seen around the town. Looks like, and Sigma, you know this, they don't typically go into that area too much, but it looks like they're not preying on, they're not preying on the wealthy, which they would typically have done before. Um, there's people coming down here and placing bets on fighters and stuff. If you wanted to try your hand in that, you can do. The betting or the fighting? The fighting or the betting. Well, I don't mind trying some of the fighting or wrestling at some point. Okay. Um, so we, yeah, we can. It's really straightforward. The, the, you'll, you'll be matched up against um, a fighter, and you'll be uh, wrestling is a pure skill challenge. So you'll be trying to beat uh, another fighter in a skill check, um, and see how you do for a straight win um at the moment there are loads of rounds left before the final it's interesting the uh, the final of the competition for the the winner of that um the reward is 10 silver pieces um but you need to fight through at least five or six levels of other people to get to, through to that um reward at this level's uh not insignificant but it's a couple of silvers uh, looks like the betting there's quite a significant amount of bets going on as well, if you wanted to do that. Yeah, sure, I don't mind. I'll... Right, so what I would like you to do, I'm going to see how strong your comp opponent is. Okay. Uh, you're up against like a fairly big, burly looking, looks like a farmer. He's got pretty broad shoulders. You can tell by the way he moves that he's not used to A, wrestling and B, fighting someone of your stature. He's more used to fighting probably people of his own size. So you might have a bit of an edge on him then. Um, uh, so anyone want to place bets on, he's a big guy, six foot two, probably weighs 200 220 pounds, a little bit overweight, but he's fairly chunky. He's bigger than your average common, I would like that. I'm going to bet myself to win the silver. Yeah, I'm not going to okay. bet against a friend. I'm going to as well. <laughs> Okay, so easy, boys. This is easy. Look at him. I'm gonna sit this one out and just get the hang of this. All right, so you'll get two to one odds on the bet. Um, so if you're risking your silver, put uh, what I'll do in the inventory tab, Chris. If you drag the ornately carved pipe into your character sheet, oh, yeah, good point. You, uh, where is it? Where are we? Pipe sheet, ornately inventory. 
Done. So what I will do, if you each delete, so you're risking one silver piece each, yeah? Yeah. Don't no, get me. Can I just, can I just check something? Is, is this is this like boxing or wrestling or? or... This is wrestling. Uh, boxing. So wrestling is not going to actually hurt anyone, it, but it's a test of strength. If you wanted to, so the the the, the full on like, I wouldn't say they're they're the Middle Earth equivalent of mixed martial arts. So basically, anything goes bare knuckle fights. They are much more dangerous. And Monin didn't enter one of those. He entered a wrestling competition. What what I'm thinking is, I, I know roughly how Monin fights. Uh, so what I'm going to do is go up to this other guy. And pretend that I'm being friendly and giving him some secret tips about moaning and say, you know, like he always leads with his left when he actually leads with his right, and just oh, okay. essentially try and try and try slip and... him some wrong information, which might make him fight a bit. Oh, nice idea, I like it. Okay, um, <laughs> so yeah, and you you are you are look like a you don't even look like you're with the dwarf at all. You're very much at home here. Your you dress is all Dale, and uh, you may have even even know this guy. So, as um as basically the ring is clear, and this is in a uh, a fairly large kind of warehouse type area with a floor space cleared, lots of people around, and hawkers around it selling meat on a stick and stuff like that. Um, you go over to that. So if you want to make uh, either persuasion or uh, deception, probably deception role, actually, Neil, yes. uh, make it in the open to see if that's successful. Um, and guys, whoever's bet. Oh, nice roll from uh, Sigmar's typical. That's your best one of the time. <laughs> well, the, the, I would keep saying the only way is up, but it's, <laughs> you're not out of the dip yet. Um uh, so, guys, if you for the bets, um, place or just delete one silver from your uh, character sheet, and I'll put it in the party sheet because that's now at risk. Um, so, I think you each bet one each. Um, I didn't. I said I'd sit this one out. Yeah, it was just. I think it was just Sigmar and you. So it was just Sigmar and Monin delete that. That's fine. And now it's good luck for you, Monin. So, what I'd like is a uh, strength or athletics check if you're proficient, um, and I, it will be. Versus this guy, so oh, a plus five. Well, athletics, I next didn't realize. Yeah, uh, you're pretty good with that. So, uh, oh, okay. So that should be two more. Okay, you you win the first round. It's a best out of three competition. You there wasn't a direct pin, but you the crowd were cheering for the dwarf by the end of it, um, and they're taking a bit of a look of you're you're fairly big for a dwarf, but you're very very muscled for any any person and they kind of they kind of look at that and go blimey <laughs> kind of as they as they see, see you undressed as, as you were getting into the into the mode for for wrestling right next check for the next round i'll walk over second round you pin him in a headlock and he taps out and crowd cheers um you guys i will uh so add Two, you double your stake, so add two silver pieces back to each of you. And Monin, you also win another two for the victory in the bout. You actually pick up four silver pieces. For and feeling oh, pretty good for yourself. How much did we win, win something? Yeah, you got your silver piece back and you won another, so you basically add Ooh. two silver pieces back. Congrats. Excellent. And it appeared that um, the big, big fat farmer ignored your advice completely. <laughs> And still didn't manage to be moaning on the on the, uh, on the wrestling belt. I think he probably just saw through me. <laughs> yeah, I think it was just it was so obvious that uh, you uh, yeah moaning skills were were very different from what you were describing. So. Moaning probably doesn't realise this, so he gives a silver piece to Sigmar. Well done, well done, lag. Here you go. 
pretty much. All right. Uh, anyone else want to do any games of chance or, or skills or anything like that? You can carry on if you want in the competition, see how far you get throughout the week. Is there any, is there any game of, of sort of like more athletic type skill? Yeah, so there are all sorts of things like running races. There are, so they have basically almost like quite wide punts that are taken around the the city. And there is a punt race that goes basically from here, that square area where there are basically there are some things exchanged there it's called uh actually sorry chris <laughs> i didn't think it was a hospital here there is the water house is uh just fine i'm are. happy enough with um what i was doing yeah so basically that, that that's almost like a taxi basically like a taxi right there's a lot of residential areas around here uh but in ravensgate district and also in the residential quarter and that, that's where people picked up so they basically race from there down to the bridge here that goes out to the river on the far end of that and if you wanted to enter a basically a punting competition which is pretty hard work uh down there you can do that um and there's there's competition going on there every day in, in different forms why not I've, i'm on a lucky streak what could go wrong um okay so this is this is a bit different so this is a it's a skill check again um but there are six people per race and um what this race will be is a seeding for the main race so what they're looking for and they were clearly some very seasoned ferrymen that are operating in the town um so they're trying to work out who are the good ones who are the bad ones um it costs a copper to enter and you um uh get that back at the end of at, at the end of it no one wins anything but you do get through to a seeding round which dictates how much you could basically win from the race they, they want the fastest people in the best races basically um so just stick a copper in the cross a copper of carrot i'll put one in the which is at risk and what you're going to be doing is making three uh athletics checks to see how well you do down the down the waterway Good luck. Let's see if you can do better than enough. What do you reckon I'll roll? <laughs> Three, five, and four. Yeah. <laughs> no. 19. Okay, let's do this. Oh, two. <laughs> what the hell are you rolling, Neil? Yeah, Neil, it's just like a D4 we've been rolling tonight. Six. Oh, for fuck's sake. Okay, so you are resolutely... <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely cursed. You, you started off mid... <laughs> you started off mid-table and... Uh, <laughs> and ended up resolutely at the back. You, you put you put your back out at the uh, as as your as your punt pole hit one of the bridges early on and uh, and never and never pulled back. Sank without a trace. Oh my god! I'm saving up all my good rolls for something really important. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, and as you as you get to the finish and you're about thirty yards behind the fifth place guy, <laughs> they kind of say, um, well, "So there's a, there's a man there with an officious looking uniform." He says, um, "So." Are you sure you want to enter the enter the formal races after the placing round? Yes, yes, I think uh, I think I'm in with a chance. I think I've shown I've shown what I can do. I've shown what I've made of. Gee, where's two six three? Uh, I'm putting them off. I'm oh. making I'm making them think I'm really bad. 
Do you really are? Oh, know all right, sir. Well, well, the you take your copper piece back to so add that back up. But uh, main race is tomorrow, and um, it's uh, it, it's a five it's five copper entrance for that. But the but the winner the winner takes two silver, and the second place man takes a silver. So, um, but this is placing for the for the final grand final on the last day. So. It's going to be a tougher race. <laughs> he looks a bit sceptically at you compared with the like bunch of old ladies and children you've just been racing against. But uh, very happy to uh, to take. Actually, no, sorry. It's... No, that's right. Two silver and one silver for second. I hope you give me a better pole in the, in the proper race. You can choose your next time, sir. But I'll need your name on the list now. Um, it's filling up rapidly. And that will cost you the five copper. Sigma. Okay, he takes your name down, cross off five copper, and I'll put that in the, in the sheet. So I'll, I'll, I'll do the final race. This is going to be generally hilarious, I think. So um, final race we'll do, and we'll come back to you, Hathis, if you want to do anything yourself. Um, and also if uh, Camel Frida does. So... <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, Oh uh, dear, so you're going to get banned soon, uh, Steve. <laughs> we'll, um... yes, yes. Thank God I got pushed to talk, so I'll be throwing you all out. Ideally, I can't believe how bad you're rolling, man. <laughs> uh, okay, so the big, the big final, you actually see some people Come limbering on. up. There's some people punting up and down the 20-yard stretch uh, under the bridge and back up to the square. Uh, there's a few shrewdly looking at Sigmar as if he may have been playing his cards close to his chest and a couple of others openly laughing at him um, on this. This <laughs> race is going to be... A 10 or 11 this time, I reckon. This this race is looking a bit tougher. There's like eight people in this one. Um, you are placed, unfortunately, Neil, uh, sorry, unfortunately, Sigmar, towards the back of the pack in your seeding. But good luck with your uh, the rolls. This is going to take you four rolls to get down the river this time. Come this on. Just I think going you're going to do it. Come on, strength. You, you it. Sorry, Neil. If you wanna, if you wanna give me some, um, if you wanna use anything creative to try and get an edge during the race, let me know what you want to try and do before each roll, and I'll see if I maybe modify your rolls. <laughs> Other than sledging, uh, <laughs> no. All right. So, um, uh, you you start like <laughs> swearing and cursing under your breath about the. Uh, the dis disreputable nature of most of the uh, most of the folk uh, doing the punting and uh, good luck with your athletics check. So give me a give yes, me a roll. Come on, you can do. Come it. on, you can do this, Neil. Yes, Ooh. best roll. It's yet. not completely cack. So after the <laughs> well, first, after the four, after the first four uh, quarter of the race, you are down, coming up to the bridge on the bend here, and you've passed two people. You've taken it from eight place to sixth and in fact you've left them in in your wake and the others aren't too far ahead so carry on again give me another you're pulling you're you not know, you're not making much ground but you've overtaken another one you're now up into fifth place you could podium i don't know if anybody knows much about statistics but you've got a 50 50 chance of getting above 10 you never have. I think I've done it so far. Yeah, yeah. Those are the Come two on, it's going to be a burst now. You're going to win this. Yeah, all right. 17. Another one? Yeah. Yeah, go on. Oh, on the way up. Sigmar's, Sigmar goes under Red Row, which is the, uh, near the final bridge. And he's coming down, the, coming down almost the straight 
under the final bridge before uh, he can see the, the victory. And you're you're up into second place at that stage and hunting for all you're worth. The sweat pouring off your forehead. Come on, red on the water. Come on. I, I, I accidentally upend myself and end up in the river. <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh, so, Belter, you were, you were neck on. and neck with a last place man. And you put all of your last, you almost shut yourself with the effort you were putting in there. And you went straight off the back. And you've never seen so many people laughing so hard on the bridges. There were so many people cheering you on. And you're completely drenched. You ended up arse over tip right in the middle of the uh, canal. And like a drowned rat you've like splutting away to the edge all hope gone and uh and <laughs> what do you want to do so you are i'm gonna clamber out onto the bank raise my hands like a champion and, and bow to the crowd <laughs> there are some more than ironic cheers they actually thought you were doing really well and just put a little bit too much into it for the last for the last push and uh <laughs> you're the the other new anti-hero there's a buzz around sigma going on because uh even even the first and second place people of the uh, the um the the guy that organized it uh comes up from the bridge um and actually walks up to where you are drenched wiping tears from his eyes <laughs> that was absolutely amazing if you are leaving it looks like you got some skill if you're leaving uh, something for the final you shouldn't be eligible for it but considering where you were I, the crowd will love you being in it so happy for you to take place in the take part of the final as well as a, as a wild card you're the crowd favorite at the moment and he's like mirthfully wiping tears from his eyes <laughs> i will not disappoint you <laughs> it's, it's like taking some like dead eels out of your, out of your neck <laughs> uh, uh, we can we can go straight to the final if you want or have as you want to uh, do it. Do you want to try your hand at anything? And also, Amalfried, if you want to do anything. I'm happy to stick in the moment of Sigmar's great uh, unveiling. Yeah, if he's happy to carry absolutely. on. Absolutely. I'm even putting a silver piece on him to win. <laughs> yeah, I actually might back him as well. I don't know. I, I might put a couple of coppers on him. I don't think it's silver. It's quite warranted yet. He hasn't demonstrated anything about it. <laughs> Statistically, the way he's been watching me. <laughs> okay, so uh, you put uh, so it's going to cost you a yeah. silver to enter Sigma as well. By the way, yeah, why not? Um, Any money? Uh, so it's party sheet. Yeah, I'm going to put. Uh, yeah, so you're putting five five copper in, or a couple of copper. I'll put a couple in, so I'll up that from yeah. five to seven. Ooh, ooh. Oh, sorry, no, so that that five he got got lost from last time. So okay, uh, that was his previous bet. I so this is the. In. You've had an absolute blast, um, and actually, Sigma. You may have lost some copper, but you've had quite a, more than a few drinks bought for you in the festival. <laughs> your your name is now Legion. You are the bard. bard. You even heard a you even heard a bard evil. sort of singing singing a yeah, tra <laughs> tragic comic. Yeah, a bard singing of your of your exploits. Um, I'll take it all so, race. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's it's all lighthearted. Um, the final's looking tough, though. It's going to be five rolls. Uh, there are ten entrants in this, and uh, including the, the first-place guy um, who looks at you and that narrows his eyes a bit as if you've got something something left in the tank for this one that you were not, not showing to the rest of them. I think it's going to be good news. Uh, I'll give him a, okay. This is a big one. My head. <laughs> right. So, okay, so five rolls. Yeah. All right. Come on. Let's do this. 
Woohoo! Oh, that's a good start. You're yes. going to leap off the line. You burst through into sixth place. From um, You were definitely back. They, they, they were quite entertained just seeing you trying to see the balance on the, on the punt. But you're up into sixth place, cackling wildly by the, uh, by the first turn. Oh, oh back to form. Yeah, unfortunately, you've kind of... Yeah, you, you, that bridge not made up any more time. But coming under the under the fifth bridge, you're up into third. Oh, we're all about two more, is it? Hang on, no, you've done yeah, two four. more. And, uh, that is twelve, seven, thirteen, eleven. Yeah, you are you are in third place, but still got a chance with a really good roll of getting pole position. Yeah. Never rolled above. Oh, you. Puff, puff, puff your way up all the way to the end, and you finish in second. Yes. It's miraculous. So there's lots and lots of cheering, and second, the third place uh, punter looks absolutely dead on his feet and completely livid, but he doesn't doesn't sound as dead on his feet as um, as our Sigma does. Uh, but crowd was half expecting you to do something more like falling in at the last minute and just entertain oh, them but they are pleased for you and in fact you get at least as big a cheer as the winner yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I'll dive in at the end. and there are some there are some awards given and so every bet you place you uh, double that oh, so cool. sigma uh, so yeah just re-add that back also sigma so you can add whatever you gambled i think you gambled a silver so you get Two silver back, one one okay. that you bet and one that you gambled, and seven for you, Monin. Good race to bet on. And uh, half as you get uh, four yeah, copper in total. Yep. I'll just delete that. Also, uh, for your win there, um, Sigma earns another three silver. Sorry, not for his win, for his uh, second place. Second place, which is really good. I mean, this was this is a big event here. Uh, in the town so you end up actually decent decent amount of coin to the good congratulations <coughs> hey this, did you want to do anything or amal frida uh is, we are is, nearing the end of the festival. he's looking for a more intellectual more sitting down not getting wet or beaten up kind of pursuits if such like chess sudoku scrabble that kind of thing uh, yeah, so there are there are definitely cerebral games of skill that you can find That's the words um, I was looking for, in, yes. in smoky smoky taverns, yeah. um, cards, and uh, this game's a little bit like dominoes that people are playing, um, and you know the rules to all of them. So if you wanted to try a try a hand at those, yeah. you can do. Not so much the um, cards. Something that involves. Oh, I don't know actually. Mm. Whichever one of the cards or the dominoes, you, uh, I don't know. No, he'll try the cards. Why not? He'll try the cards. So. Uh, the, a couple of ways you can play at this is mm-hmm. one is traditions, knowing the name of the knowing the game game of the rules of the card game. Um, if you're more disreputable, you could also attempt a sleight of hand to cheat, basically. Um, no, it doesn't do that. All right, so traditions, traditions is good. Tradition skill. Um, okay, so the the games are not as popular. Should we say no, no one <laughs> have you ever watched chess two other people playing it's a bit like that so you don't have people like thronging round no, um, and the, the bets tend know, to be the bets, yeah true. exactly but the bets tend to be more on a bound um so paying for the drinks for the evening so you're basically risking probably three or four or five copper pieces um yeah, for that. not much more than that so if you stick four copper in the middle um okay, which you'll, get, you'll get that back and, and 
by the end. Infantry naught. So uh, party sheet. Yeah, there's four in the party sheet already, but I've crossed four of my character sheets. And Am Amalfrida spent the first three minutes watching you playing the chess equivalent <laughs> and then just picked a nose and walked over. Fell the asleep, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so what I want is, uh, and I will see how intelligent this guy is. Laugh at his. Okay. Ooh, not stupid. Mm -hmm. 13. So uh, I'm assuming you're playing someone best, slightly better than average by definition, which is why they got 4d6, not a. Uh, sorry, 4 minus, 4 minus the lowest. So, okay, so you are going up against someone who knows the game, probably not to your skill level. Uh, Roll a tradition. Check. Twenty-one. Oh, tight first game. Your moves are probably done in a fraction of the time that the middle-aged lady of playing's moves were, but you end up beating her. It wasn't as comfortable as you thought. She's definitely making oh, a lot of uh, attempts, but you you pulled one out. That that was it. For, I mean, it's it's a long game. Um, that was it for the evening, and she looked at you and. Says rematch tomorrow. Yeah, okay. early on in the I'd like that. Yeah. Um, so she that. tell you have to, you add your four copper back. You can rebet the next amount. Uh, so sorry, yeah, I should have just left it there. Um, <clears throat> okay, so I'm going to get rid of it again. Go yeah. On. Okay. Good luck with your roll. So it's just all one. <laughs> it's a one roll game. It's about yeah. It's 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 all it's all a game of skill basically. This one. Twenty six. <laughs> Okay, let me just show you. Let me let me show you how much of a whitewashing that was. <laughs> Twenty versus one. Yeah, I was uh, thinking about my moves last night. Sure, and we've uh, worked out a few variations. That 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 game took about seven minutes. These games normally take two to three hours, and she she looks a bit sickened by that. She looks yeah, looks like this is a, more than a hobby for her, and uh, you absolutely kind of she she actually says, "Well, oh, you're way better than me, master," and. Um, she gives you five copper. Uh, you won fair and square, but I won't be playing you tomorrow night. <laughs> so um, I get five copper. Yeah, so add five copper back. But what she does say is, if you're interested, um, oh, yeah. one of the king's advisors has a, and you might be quite good at that, he's got a card game that they play. It's not part of the festival, but they play that once a week. It takes a bit of getting getting into it, but there's much bigger stakes in that game of game if you're interested in that. <clears throat> For me, it's more about the game than the stakes. But thank you for the, thank you for the, for for telling me. Gotcha. All right. So she says her farewells. Um, coming back to you, Moaning. Is there? Do you want to see if you can progress in the wrestling competition? No, no I'm going I'm to leave it there. I think I'll quit while I'm ahead. So he's, he quits as a winner. And I think also Amal Frieda, because I don't want to gamble Stuart's money. I think she'll just watch mm. everybody else. Uh, that'd be wise. Okay. Um, so you have a great festival, um, thoroughly enjoyable. Make some friends in 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 Dale, and know that this is a place that you'd really enjoy coming back to. Um, you towards the end of the the festival, you make an appointment to see um, the Bard. king um, based on his proclamation and find out what uh, what he wants. Um, and the great day comes and you are taken into an antechamber in the uh royal palace i'll just share that with you it's impressive it's a it's a low rise basically but it's one of the higher places in town and it is genuinely magnificent it's dwarven built moaning nods 
pretty appreciatively as you walk up to it. Uh, it's a bit daunting, actually. It's one of the bigger buildings that you've ever seen, apart from Monin uh, at all. Uh, it's massive, marble-pillared, and it's very, very impressive. You're taken into an antechamber, and no more than 30 minutes later, you are ushered into... It's not the King's Hall. Uh, you go past that and look in, and that's obviously that looks like it's for state ceremonies it's used for, but uh, you go into a very well-appointed office, and you're shown in, and Bard is standing, pouring over a map at a table. It looks like he a guy that doesn't rest too often. Ah! Another set of uh, brave souls from, from far and wide. Welcome Master Dwarf. Welcome folks from the free lands. Um, are you here to res- in response to my to my summons? Absolutely. Most definitely. Aye. Excellent. Excellent. So sit down, sit down. And uh, he chases a page out who brings in some very watered wine and you'll sit around a table uh you can tell by the map it's a map of looks like a map of uh the lands kind of east and south of the river here uh part of the kingdom of his uh and he's kind of looking at it but you didn't really get too much of a glance at it wine is served and he says well tell me a little bit about yourselves who are you all so i am brother hathas from a small town of traitor's hill near rosgabel which i'm sure you've heard of sir um, we've travelled up for your proclamation, and we were having a very nice festival. So, interestingly, he, he's making he's making notes. So he mentions he writes your name, he writes roughly where you're from, and that kind mm-hmm. of stuff down. Um, okay. So he's very well, and he's got very neat flowing script. Okay, he looks looks around at the rest of you. Uh, Monan, son of Donan, from the Lonely Mountain nowadays. At your service. Welcome, Master Dwarf. Always, always great to see one of your kind uh, in in Dale. Uh, as you can tell, I don't know how since you've been back here, but we've made a lot of progress. A lot of it due to the help of the dwarves in in rebuilding the city. And then he looks over at uh, a bit sexistly. He completely ignores Amalfrida at the moment and looks over to Sigma. I look down my nose at him a bit. I don't really like sort of wealthy and entitled. <laughs> Forty-forty people. Is, is is he is he extravagantly dressed, or is he? Not that he's he's well dressed, but it's not. He's not like wearing <clears throat> ermine or anything like that. He's he's in affluent dress, but not kingly dress. All right. Sigma of Dale. Welcome, Sigma. Um, welcome to the. He doesn't the palace. Sort of, and... He doesn't pull out a dossier on Sigma. Okay, yeah, we know all about you. <laughs> Yeah, you could certainly like black armed uh, and armored, black but weaponed like FBI agents come out from the corners. <laughs> uh, um, and then he uh, looks uh, at last. Where are you from? And uh, looks at Amalfrida. Do you want to play this? Uh, right, my answer. I'm Amalfrida from uh, the uh, High Peaks. I think I don't know where she's long from. way from home. Yeah, she's she's from near the Carrick, I think. But you're long way from home. Uh, always good to have a. Uh, one of Bjorning's uh, in in the town and uh, nods appreciatively. You know, I, even though I'm not sure if you are a Bjorning, I think you might be actually. Yeah, she is. And he looks, he rubs his he rubs his chin and says, "It's really helpful uh, to know." Um, so I take it you've been in 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 the city for the festival, but where? What are your plans after this? Are you heading that west? We're looking for a coin, actually. We're looking for things to do. I understand. Um, well, we're looking for stout-hearted fellas to. Uh, to assist in a number of different areas, but it intrigues me. Large amount of you are from the West here. Got a very, very important 
uh, message to deliver to to Bjorn. Um, so people living west of the in the Western Wildlands would have definitely heard of Bjorn. Um, he's making almost as much a name for himself as King Bard. Mm. Um, Sigmar, you might not have done, um, but the rest of you would have done. Uh, and definitely, you, you rather hate us. You, uh, sorry, no, Amal Frieda's probably met him at a carrot gatherings in the past. So he says, if you could deliver this message to Bjorn, I would be very, very appreciative. But as for coin, the, the kind of work we offer is not paid. It is for the good of the kingdom. Um, everyone's in what about the dire people? straits. For the good of the people? Oh, of course. And he, he looks at you and then he's, he brightens a bit. Sorry, my my mistake, good Master Sigma. I am so used to dealing with, uh, should we say, and he kind of takes a bit of a deep breath. Um, some of the uh, nobility, and he's, he doesn't quite do air quotes, but he almost gets close to that in, in town. Yes, we do this all for the people. Um, and if you look, um, you should see some dramatic improvements, particularly in regard to fireproofing of the what was really a shanty town. And you, you, do, you did see that. So the broken stone area has been dramatically improved over the last year since you've been back. And so we're we are spending all the coin we have in trying to rebuild the, the, the town and, and protect our people better than we were able to before Smaug attacked us. But there is something you can do much closer to home before you travel back west, if you're willing to do that. And um, I owe a large debt to uh, Odvar of Dale. Um, so Sigmar, uh, just give me a history check. Uh, make it in the open. <laughs> let's see. Let's see what you roll this time. History. <clears throat> Yeah, Jesus. I can only remember the present. You are have, cursed. Have you run over have, any old ladies? Have you? Have you? Have you? Have you paid for the uh, like roll under a five pack for a uh, fancy grass? <laughs> you you don't know who Ovar is, but he <laughs> he know where you are. He looked he looked quite hopefully at, at that, but no idea who it is. But he explains. He said, "Yeah, Ovar of Dale was once a farmer in lands east of the Long Lake." Um, Unfortunately, he was wounded in the Battle of the Five Armies, but his heroism in the fray uh, won him respect as a counsellor of mine. And actually, ever since that battle, and you, you get a bit of respect for him back here, Sigma, uh, knowing that this was basically a fairly impoverished farmer. He remained in Dale as it was being rebuilt and uh, has offered many, uh, many months of and years of good advice. Now it's a happy time. His daughter, Kelder, has come of age and will soon marry. Um, and I wish as a gift to him to see that his old farmstead is safe for the couple and implore you to travel to it uh, and ensure it's safe and secure so Ovar can gift it to his daughter and know, live happily knowing that she'll be safe in their old farm. Is that something you'd be willing to do? I will be able to find some, should we say, travelling expenses to cover food and expenses for that kind of short trip. It's probably no more than 30 miles from, from Dale. Um, of looks around maybe 20 silver pieces. That sounds good. That's a lot of money, actually. Um, yeah, that's, that's not too bad. So when you say make sure it's secure and sound, do you mean it's under threat or to make sure it is just renovated and in good order? Well, Odvar's not, and his his daughter have not been back there since the battle. Um, so the farm is obviously gone to ruin. I'm not even sure what the state of the house is like. Okay. So just to check it out, make sure it's okay, um, Make it waterproof at the least if you can do that. If it's leaking, for example, and make it make sure it is secure. But basically, the main thing is make sure there's no risk for a newly 
married couple to go and, if, and relocate there and start farming. If, for instance, some people have found this deserted building and have moved in, do we have your authority to move them on for Oddfar? Use your discretion. Um, I mean, okay. I'm recruiting people based on their intellect as well as their marshal's prowess. So if there are people in there, please uh, use your discretion to see what, what's what and what's going on. And should we come back from this uh, and we deliver your message to Bjorn? Uh, I know you don't pay coin, but could you maybe ensure a better chance of success of your mission if maybe you speak to Starin, the pony trader, and maybe secure a pony for us? That's a reasonable quest, Master Wolf. I will... Uh, he makes a note of... Uh, and he actually says, well... Yeah, we may be able to do better than that. He's he's good, but uh, not the cheapest place in town. Um, but yes, I will I will make inquiries about furnishing guys, you fellas with a pony. Sorry, madam. Looks at Hamel Frieda. Well, thank you. And uh, I, you've been in, in with him for 10, 15 minutes. He is very charismatic uh, and you've kind of got this feeling, yeah, I really, he deserves to succeed. And what it, what it you can tell Sigmar that he's pretty selfless what he's doing. He 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 seems to be wearing the trappings of power, but not he doesn't like them. It seems he's not arrogant. He's he's seems to be one of the people. And all of the rumors you'd heard about him seem to be fairly true. Um, yeah, I'm a bit annoyed with myself for liking him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not all so, people in power are, are self selfish gits, but the things. All right. Um, he gets up and earnestly shakes all the hands. Um, looks like he's got a steady stream of people he's meeting and uh, bids you farewell. And he says, I, I look out for your letters. Um, uh, please do maybe, as you're heading west, mail me over uh, after maybe part of the journey. You'll need to probably wait till you get the other side of the woods, but to at least give me early warning and let me know that you've been successfully to getting uh, to getting through Mirkwood. Um, but it would be very good to hear from you. And I very much look forward to uh, to seeing you succeed. I'm sure Bjorn will have lots to do, uh, lots to help. Um, and as he's going out, you can, it's interesting, you could see almost that he's, he seems to be trying to build like a, a coalition of leaders. He's, he's mentioned... Yeah. He mentioned wizards as as you were you were talking uh, and you overheard that is before you came in and he's now mentioned Bjorn who's a well known leader in the in the region so uh, yeah he's a man who's not just relying on his own skills and his own people. Good stuff. Okay, um, you are given us a, a small map and has shown that. Uh, let me open the map for you and share it so you can see the area heading towards on your map is top right um, mm -hmm. above the, it's in the upper marches and it's almost directly due east of Dale. You're given a small map um, and it's very, I mean, even even with townies trying to navigate to it, it's very hard to miss. Um, the farmsteads are fairly few and far between. It's on a natural rise, not very forested, few trees around it and very picturesque. It was pretty much a, it grew, wheat and that kind of thing and grasses um, and reared cattle and it was kind of symbiotic farm but that, that's kind of what you were told you can go and meet Odvar if you want or uh, anything else or you can just set out whenever whenever you're ready what you want to do well you say we can go and meet Odvar where is Odvar? Odvar's, Odvar's absolutely still in Dale so he's, a, he's basically an advisor 
um, to Bard, so quite an important person in the town, and a veteran of the Battle of the Five Armies, as are you actually, Monin. And, and so you had more than more than a few drinks bought for you during the week uh, as a veteran, and uh, a few many many nights drinking with uh, fellow dwarves and, and men, reminiscing about the about the battle while you were here. So you could find him fairly easy. I think it makes sense to have a quick chat with him, even to let him know that we're we're now going to do this for his daughter. Obviously, Bard had said this would happen, and we're just sort of saying, you know, we're going to make this happen one away now. Is there anything we should know? Is there anything, okay. any special requests as a father he'd like us to do as well? So he might say, oh, can you make sure her old swing's put back up or the porch where she likes to sit? Can you make sure that's at least bloody blast? So he might have some nice ideas as well. Okay. Uh, good thinking. So uh, in the afternoon, uh, he's, he's a busy man, um, but early evening, um, he's pleased to meet you and he meets you in the scale again. And you've got a, you get a nice place by the fire. He comes in. The, mo the most striking thing you notice about him is left hand's missing. Um, very obviously, he's not trying to hide it. He's got basically a long sleeve t um, pinned up over it. Uh, but uh, he looks right-handed, but he is a, a tall, late middle-aged farmer. He's probably in his uh, mid-50s, still very hale, big beard and thinning hair. And he comes up and he, knowing who to expect, he comes over to your table and greets you warmly. So you find a quiet corner. It's definitely now that the festival's finished, it's less busy than it was. And you, you sit down and he says, so Bard mentioned that he's asked you to do something for me. I have not asked him to do anything. What, what did he have in mind? Well, he says that your daughter Kelda, I believe, is coming of age. Um, and he would like to see your farmstead is made safe and secure for her. Um, so he'd like us to travel there and make sure it is in a good state of renovation and suitable and uh, in keeping with what she would expect and like as she returns to a family home. And a new husband. Yeah, it's with a husband. Um, so yeah. he goes, he says, that sneaky bugger. And says, <laughs> uh, I'd just like him to do something like that. Um, well, what can I say? Well, that's extremely kind. No idea what what I was going to do. I no no use anymore out on the farm, and uh, so much work to do here. Um, but yeah, that would be amazing if you could help help them out and just check it's all safe. Um, uh, so, yeah, so we're setting off tomorrow. So yeah, if we'd like if there's anything you can tell us, anything you'd like us to do, or anything we should know, then this obviously really help us in what we're doing. Well, if you can give me a bit of a report on, so that they know what to expect when they go out, that would be really helpful. Yes. We kind of secured it, but I have no idea what may have befallen it. We haven't been back in five years, six years. Mm. So it was a sturdy place, stone built and good roofing. Um, but the fields had all gone to, to fallow and all of the all of the stock was eaten. So that was a weeding part of the war. So um well, yeah, I, I wish you well. It'd be lovely if they can go in at least have a have a dry place and no worries that, that they're uh, vermin or anything in there. It doesn't seem to think that there could be anything other than mouse uh, mm. and, and stuff on this farm. Is there, presumably, is there, is there a well or fresh water there? Oh, yeah, there's a well. You may need to just check that's still okay, but never never dried up in the, all the years we ran the farm. Brilliant. And in terms of neighbours, are there any neighbours nearby that we could that you would 
trust and we could rely on or we could go and ask for help or we can go and you know go and talk to it looks a bit troubled when you say that because um it's obviously some bad memories crossing his over his eyes as he's as he thinks that he says um i don't know whether anyone moved back out east after the battle all the young men and he laughs a bit at that and some of the older ones went to uh went to fight um there might be older i mean there's some farmsteads up and around but we're pretty remote there wasn't okay wasn't many people that lived out there um i don't know no no one's and any farmers would be back in town they know i'm here and i haven't seen anyone um in the five years since i've been and he laughs an advisor to the king okay can anyone think of anything else yeah no not really i think that's good. It seems he's everything's above board. Marduna, a good thing for a veteran. Do you have an, you have actually quite a pleasant evening with him? He um, <clears throat> he limits his drinking. He actually looks like he's lost quite a lot of weight compared with the way he used to be. He's still he's big now, but he's not overweight, um, and he looks quite stressed. He's got some a lot of like frown lines. It's obviously a, a administration is a stressful job but he, he seems to really relax and unwind over the evening and uh you do share, share some tales he looks in marvel marvels at the story around killing wargs and he said uh oh, evil bastards they are and obviously relays some stories around wargs in the battle hates orcs tells you actually gives you some quite in, in useful information that you may be able to draw on in the future around his fighting with orcs and the next day you're ready to go 